All right, what's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It is your host, Dale Lippin, here with a new episode of the Tuesday Touchback with the co-host of all co-hosts, the co-hostess with the mostest. Soup, what's going on, bro? Nothing much, man. Uh, happy to be here, especially after the weekend that we had. Uh, <laughs> I was ready to get back, you know, ready to talk about it. Yeah, uh, this weekend was fantastic. Um, it was re- It was good. If you went with our public picks, it was great. If you went with our Patreon picks. Yeah. Um, we murdered this Lincoln card. Uh, yeah. We, you know, it was like we were Justin Gaethje and the Lincoln card was James Vick. <laughs> right. Well, you took one look at it and just completely snuffed it out. It was, <laughs> it was over before it started. Um, yeah, so to sort of recap, I mean, the whole premise of the Tuesday Touchback. So to recap the card, uh, we'll just start at the very first fight. So to give you guys a little insight, a little behind-the-curtains peek, um, as far as our Patreon supporter-only picks, um, the first fight of the night, Luke Sanders, Ronnie Yaya. Um, I was... I was basically gutted at this fight because I thought, oh no, this is going to be one of those cards where, you know, I'm going to get everything right or I'm going to get everything wrong. And I chose Luke Sanders and Ronnie Yaya just came out and just snatched his ankle like it owed him money and got the tap almost immediately. Um, the Luke Sanders experience, uh, experiment, uh, as far as I'm concerned, is done and over with. I've watched this guy fight three times now and was excited all three times just to be let down three times in a row. I am absolutely done with Luke Sanders until um, I can see that he's got something to prove or that he's got – he just got something else. He just got – oh, gosh, he just – it was bad. It was really bad. He just, as soon as Yaya got him in, in, a, in a compromising situation, he just basically gave up the submission, uh, sort of like a Cub Swanson kind of deal. It was, it was gross. Um, so yeah, that was one of the Patreon fights that that we uh, that we had. I'm trying to think of what else was on that card, Patreon wise, that we missed. Uh, because we just did so well. Um, the other one that I missed uh, was the Corey Sandhagen Yuri Alcantara fight. I know you were working, Soup. Did you get to see any of that? I did not. Um, I really didn't get to tune in until basically the end of the Michael Johnson fight. Uh, I caught the end of that, and then obviously, you know, the uh, the minute and a half of the Justin Gaethje fight. Right. So I, I missed all of the undercard and, you know, I, I, I caught a little bit of the co-main, but, you know, the entire main event. So, uh, Corey Sandhagen is, is great. Uh, he's, a, he, I mean, he's a high volume fighter. He walks forward. Uh, he's real big for a Bantamweight. Um, and Alcantara just came out, took him down and snatched him up in one of the most brutal, high arm bars I've ever seen and actually popped his elbow and dislocated it. And Sandhagen refused to tap. And the referee that they had in there was highly inexperienced and he just let the fight keep going. Um, 
which ultimately worked out in Sanhagen's benefit because uh, Alcantara wasted so much energy basically trying to continually break this dude's arm that he gassed himself out and then took, I don't know, maybe no less than 60 unnecessary shots before this ref finally stopped it. Um, and actually just posted on social media today, he's getting surgery tomorrow on his face because he broke a whole bunch of bones around his nose because Sandhagen just, I mean, he just, he mushed his face. He just turned his face to mush. Um, so, I mean, it's, it's that bad that the guy's got to get surgery. So it lets you know how incompetent that ref was. It's bad. It's real bad. Um, so yeah, that we missed that one. So if you, if you were, uh, in the know enough to be with us for our Patreon support cards, uh, supported portion of the card, we did fantastic. Those are the only two we missed. And we, we got the James Krause, Worley Alves, four to one underdog pick right as well. So we crushed that. Um, so yeah, it was it was a good night. It was a good night. Um, so as far as the main card goes, we'll go with what you saw with the Gagey James Vic fight. What do you think? Initial impressions. Uh, so I, in the first thirty seconds, the two body shots that James Vic led landed with those body kicks. I mean, he not necessarily rocked Gagey but took the wind out of him. And as soon as I saw that, I was thinking, man, James Vick's going to win this fight. He's going to, he looked comfortable. He looked like he knew how to use his length and he looked like he was going to be able to avoid chaos. And that lasted for about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. And Gaethje had his way and he got Vic backed up against the cage where he couldn't control his distance. And Gaethje, you know, fought like, Gaethje fights like a Diaz brother. He walked him down and got him up against the cage. And all it took, man, with with those sticks of dynamite attached to the you know the end of his arms, all it took was one. And Vic slumped. And you know it reminded me of when Machida knocked out Rashad Evans. Yeah, his body slumped up against the cage. Uh, it was awesome. You know I. I was Gagey from the get go. You started with Vic. You, you, you came to you know you came to your senses, <laughs> right? Thankfully, <laughs> went with the Gagey pick at a plus one ten, and it, the guy's too exciting. I didn't you know I didn't think there was a chance he would lose three straight fights, and uh, you know he's a force to be reckoned with, man. It just it's nonstop chaos when he's inside the octagon. Yeah. And, you know, the thing with the Vic pick, um, and there was a couple things that I started thinking about leading up to my de- my decision to ultimately go with Gaethje there was, like I said on the podcast, I don't, I, I didn't have myself sold on Vic's ability to avoid the brawl um, because, you know, I said somewhere around the third round because I figured he would, ha- he would be more mobile and do a better job at aggressively controlling the distance, um, which he started out the body kicks. That's a good way to do it. You know, every time a guy gets near you poke that leg out, make him pay. Um, the problem was, is that, you know, 
Vic has to reset. Um, Vic has to reset into his stance after everything. So you see a lot of guys like, uh, like if you watch the Michael Johnson fight, Andre, the Michael Johnson, Andre Feely fight, do you notice how like every time Feely would get close, he would switch stances to something else. Then he'd come at him again. He'd switch stances again. And it was constantly giving Michael Johnson different looks. He didn't necessarily have to reset every time. James Vick uses a technique, has to reset, uses a technique, has to reset. And in those one to two seconds that he has to reset, Gaethje closes the distance. And I thought Vic would be do better about, you know, perhaps uh, staying on his horse, but he was, he was flat footed from the jump and uh, Gaethje made him pay. So yeah, that was, that was a good call. He, you said you you mentioned the Rashad knockout. Another one that's very similar to that to this one, especially in appearance, is uh, Kamara Usman and uh, Sergio Morais. If you get a chance, look at that one up. He hits him and he does the same. Thing. It's like the same sort of weird tumble fall thing. It's pretty funny. Oh yeah, well, I mean, anytime the knees buckle and the waist goes backwards and the for or the chest goes forward and the head goes sideways, and it's just it, you know it's just an absolute crumble. You know, it's always a good highlight reel. Yeah. Um, we missed the Courtney Casey, Angela Hill, but I think anybody that listened to us break that fight down sort of knew that that was a possibility in the sense that it was going to go to decision and it was probably going to go to split decision. It's hard to be mad when you get a split decision wrong because if you look at that fight, Angela Hill landed more strikes, but Courtney Casey had uh, did more damage with damage with the strikes that she landed it's hard to argue that any yeah that's just it's it's split decision how do you argue a split decision you know it's just especially that was in the truest sense of a split decision it was not like a a weird uh jock array um what you call it like a jock array uh romero decision or better yet a ross pearson diego sanchez decision where Oh gosh, that was the, probably one of the worst robberies I've seen in MMA. Um, so yeah, that it, it's hard. I can't. I'm not going to get mad about missing a split decision. I'm not going to get mad about it. So, um, the other side of that, the other one we missed was Brian Barberena and Jake Ellenberger. Um, I sold myself on the Rudy storybook ending there. That's my fault. I dropped the ball on that. Uh, I should have let logic prevail there. Uh, but I just, you know. I guess maybe I want to. I, I have a soft spot in my heart where I want to see all these guys from the old guard ride off into the sunset and leave on their own power. Um, but all too often, it it ends in like a Anderson Silva, Silva, Rich Franklin, uh, Tyron Woodley, Josh Koscheck, uh, Kelvin Gastelum, Michael Bisping. Uh, you know, heck, at this point, Brian Barberina, Jake Ellenberger kind of situation. So it's it's never pretty. Randy Couture. Yeah, Machida Couture is another good one nasty front kick yeah that was bad um but davison figueredo we got that right and eric anders tim williams we got eric anders right the one and a half was wrong um but that's because tim williams came out and fought a great fight and was arguably even going into the third round before uh he got his soul kicked out of his body um so yeah I mean, we missed the one and a half on that, but I, I don't think anybody expected Tim Williams to come out and fight the fight that he had, especially Tim Williams. So 
we got Eric Anders right. We missed the one and a half. We missed Barbarina, Jake Ellenberger, and we missed Angela Hill. So, uh, you know, as far as as far as just money line goes, we were four and two. Considering the various prop bets, we were three and three. So not bad. Um, you know, that that puts us at nine and four for the whole card or nine and five. So either uh, I'm sorry, eight and five. So it, it's still pretty good. No matter which way you slice it, you're looking at 69% or, uh, you know, whatever the other one is, 58 point something or other. So not bad at all. So no, no, I, I, that's a, that's a good weekend in my book, especially on, you know, one event, um, just one UFC card. It's not like we were picking off different sports. Um, right. Just being able to crush one card like that. That's, that's always a good weekend. Yeah, for sure. And we got a lot coming up this week coming, uh, this week forthcoming too. Cause you know, uh, we got football, football's in full effect. Um, and you know, we're going to do something different today too, a little treat, uh, for everybody. We've got some premier league picks, uh, from our one and only in-house expert, Tyler Thorne. Uh, so if you're cool with that, man, let's get him on the line. Let's get this going. Yeah, that works. All right, cool. All right, guys. Um, I'm sitting down with our first special guest on the Fistful Cash podcast. Uh, we're going to go over some EPL picks in the Premier League. Uh, I'd like to welcome on uh, Tyler Thorne. How's it going, man? It's going good, man. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. All right. Well, you know, let's just get down to business. Um, we're going to go over some Premier League picks for this weekend, a couple games you and I, you and I looked at that we both think will be exciting games this weekend. Uh, let's start off with the Crystal Palace at home versus Southampton. Yeah, definitely. I like Crystal Palace to get the win at home in this one. And as far as odds go, you know, last I looked, minus 110. So you're close to even money as far as betting goes. So that's always a good thing. Yeah, I think Crystal Palace at home is the right play. Uh, they've been an absolute force at home. Um, you know, Southampton had their midfielder sent off in the 2-1 loss. Um I think that taking a playmaker off the field is really going to affect them. And I just think Crystal Palace from top to do- top to bottom is the better team. And I think they're in better form right now. Yep. I couldn't agree more. And like you said, they're at home at Selhurst Park. That's really part of what's kept them up in the Premier League the past few years is their home form. They are a force there. I mean, they play the, they play the big six teams tough. So definitely they can get a win against Southampton. Biggest factor in my mind, Wilfred Zaha, two goals so far this season you know, was linked with a host of big clubs this summer. He's a genuine match winner, electric, dribbling, striking, you know, from anywhere near the box. So as far as a guy who can pull the win out of nothing, he's your guy. He's on Crystal Palace. So, you know, I like him at home. All right. So our first play um, on the Fistful Cash podcast, Premier League edition, is Crystal Palace minus 110 at home. Let's move into our next match, and we've got Everton at home versus Huddersfield. Yeah, this uh, last I checked, Everton 195. I love them for the win. In my mind, this is a no-brainer. Huddersfield can't score. You know, last season, only 28 goals in the Premier League in the whole season. Uh, So far this year, one goal, and that one goal was in a 6-1 thrashing at the hands of Manchester City, so kind of an irrelevant goal. I don't see where they're going to get a goal from, and as long as Everton can pull one out of the bag at least at home, they should get the win. Yeah. Um, I was actually looking at a couple, you know, little fun plays, little inside bets inside this game. 
and uh, Theo Walcott to get a goal. What do you think about that? I think that's a good bet. Uh, he's been in great form so far this season. Also, they're not going to have Richarlison on the left-hand side because of his red card last week. So Theo Walcott's going to be your main creator, you know, down the flank. Um, and he always has a habit of popping up in the right side of the box to finish off some chances. So if, if you're going to bet an Everton player to score, I mean, he's, he's definitely a good guy to go with. All right. So we got Everton at minus 195. Um, into our third match. Um, I have a feeling you're going to go with the underdog here. I am. Um, we're going to go with uh, Fulham versus Brighton. Yeah, so I love Fulham. Uh, they're a plus tw- 225 to win on the road. Now, I-, I think the odds are like that because it's still early in the season. You've got two teams that, you know, it- they're predicted to be maybe mid-table, lower half. So no one's really a strong favorite, but I love Fulham. I love the brand of uh, soccer they play. They're exciting. They go out to attack. And, you know, that's going to play well for an entertaining game on the road because Brighton is not just going to sit back and defend at home. So I think Fulham's more talented. And I could see them getting a win and, you know, something high scoring along the lines of three to two, something, you know, something in that range. Now, the form that Brighton's in doesn't scare you at all. You know, I know they lost one nothing to Liverpool but they missed a clear-cut chance to get the equalizer in the closing minutes, and they outplayed an absolutely star-studded Manchester United team. They did, uh, you know, and that result against Manchester United is obviously historic for them. It was great, but it, I think it comes down to Manchester United made a, a few mistakes, and I'll give Brighton credit. They punished them for it. Um, but, you know, with the Liverpool game, yes, they did miss the chance to equalize at the end, but it almost looked like Liverpool shut it down. They took it into first gear and just tried to cruise to a win, control the game. And that's not something that Fulham's going to do against them. I think this game's going to be a lot more back and forth, you know, chance at both ends. And I do think it'll be high scoring. I just like Fulham to come out on top with the form that their striker Mitrovic is in. Uh, Their midfielder, you know, Jean-Michel Seri hit an absolute rocket last week. He looks like a steal that they signed in the summer. So I just think they have a lot, a lot of attacking threat that's going to get some goals. Yeah. Um, so going with the plus 225, the minus 195, and the minus 110, you're going to be looking, if you wanted to throw a three-team parlay, and you're looking at something like eight and a half to nine to one on your money. Um, I mean, is that something you would recommend, or would you play all three of these individually since soccer does – have the draw factor? Um, would you just play all three individual, or would you recommend a parlay in this fact? I would say throwing a parlay on maybe two of them that you like is a good play, because like you said, the draw factor in soccer, you never know. So you pick all three, you get two right, and there's a 90th-minute equalizer to you know ruin your bet in one of them. But if you take two of them and parlay two of them, I think that's where, where you can make some money on it. Not as good of odds, but better chance to win. Okay, and, um, you know, going from one end of football to the other, um, it's week one, man. College football's upon us. I know you're excited. Um, I'm stoked. We've been waiting, you know, six months for this. We've got some big games this weekend. Um, as a West Virginia fan, uh, you know, and a Tennessee hater, you've got the ideal week one matchup for you. 
just give me a little rundown rundown on what you think is going to happen in this uh, WVU Tennessee matchup. To be honest with you, this isn't just coming from you know a WVU fan or a Tennessee hater. I see it as quite a beatdown in WVU's favor. Tennessee's first year with a new coach, so you never quite know what to expect. But WVU, you've got one of the top quarterbacks in the country coming back, one of the top receivers and receiving core as a whole. Um, and the way they played last season, as long as they come out on semi, you know, the same page with Greer, with Sills, with Jennings, with Sims, I don't see any way they don't drop 40 to 50 on Tennessee. And I don't see how Tennessee can keep up with that. Yeah. I mean, I know you're a dedicated listener. I know you heard um, my preseason pick as far as winning the conference. And, uh, you know, I went with WVU to plus 650. Um, I, I think WVU absolutely throttles them. I kind of might want to say it might even be worse if Butch Jones was still there because he was such a terrible coach. Yeah, I, I think I think it would be, that's for sure. But after Will Greer left Florida and really came into his own in this offensive scheme at West Virginia, um, the year he was putting on last year before his nasty injury with that dive at the goal line, uh, you know, he's, he's a Heisman favorite. Like he, he's, he's a top five guy. As far as the Heisman goes, I think he comes out and I'm, I'm saying Will Greer 325 yards and probably five touchdowns. I couldn't agree more. Cause like you said, he's a Heisman favorite. And if he wants to be a Heisman favorite and a contender all season, you can't take weeks off. He's got to come out firing week one. He's got to come out with a point to prove, Hey, I'm still here. And I'm ready to rock for this Heisman campaign. And not only do I think he can, I think he will, you know, emphatically in week one. Right. And it's an SEC, it's, you know, it's an SEC opponent. It's not a slouch. You're not playing, you know, you're not playing some scrub Midwest team. These are the games that West Virginia has to win in order to compete with Oklahoma and Texas. and teams Correct. Like and like you said, you know, that you had them in a plus 650 to win the conference. Not that I'm saying they're the best team in the conference. I think that you have to say that's Oklahoma until proven otherwise. But as far as odds for betting and the talent to do it, I mean, if not this year for WVU, then when? Yeah, Dan Holgerson's going to have his guys ready to play. Um, I think I saw WVU at like a, a minus 10. I might buy the half a point, take a minus nine and a half and sit back and just get ready to cash that check. Cause I think that's a sure, I think it's, a yeah, sure I, I agree with you. I think as far as sure things go, it's going to be harder to find more of a sure thing than that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate your time. I appreciate you coming on. We'll definitely, uh, this isn't the last time that our listeners are going to hear from you. I'm sure we'll have you on throughout both football seasons. And uh, we look forward. Yeah, I look forward to being here. Thanks for having me. And I look forward to hearing the podcast. Bye. Thanks, man. See ya. All right. So, you know, we got our picks from Thorne. It was nice to have him on. uh, Yeah, for sure. Different side, a little different sport. Like like me and him talked about um, football is in full effect on the uh, American soil and over in the UK. Um, we got his opinion on some Premier League picks for this weekend. Um, there's some games that 
I'm excited about as far as college football here in America goes. Um, it's officially week one. You know, we're we're ten days away from the NFL season starting. Uh, I'm I, words can't describe how excited I am. I'm, I've been waiting all summer for this. <laughs> Football's back, baby. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Football is back. all right. What are you excited about? I mean, share with the group, man. What do you got? What are you excited about? So I wrote down five games, uh, the top five games this weekend that I'm excited for. Um, The first one, um, Oklahoma versus FAU. Uh, So Kyler Murray, his debut, you know, the predecessor to, to Baker Mayfield. You know, this kid got drafted into the MLB but said, hey, Oklahoma, I'm going to play one year at quarterback for you guys. See if we can make a run at this thing. See if we can win a national championship. And then I'm going to baseball. Right. Trying to prove something, you know. Baseball is where the money's at. You get drafted straight out of high school, and you have a spot on a professional roster. You're crazy to pass it up. But I admire what the kid's doing, proving that he's a dual-sport athlete. Um. I can't wait to see him play, especially against a Lane Kiffin team in FAU. Yeah. You know, Lane Kiffin, there's never a dull moment with this guy. And I want to see Kyler Murray come out and absolutely throttle FAU. Now, on FAU's side, they're getting their quarterback back in DeAndre Johnson, who actually had blood clots all through his throwing arm last year and uh, missed all but one game. Um, he was on last chance you with, uh, with, with buddy, you know, he, he was at East Mississippi, um, really impressed there. He was originally a Florida state signing when Lane Kiffin left Deandre, uh, got kicked out at Florida state for, um, for physical assault goes to East Mississippi, wins the national championship with East Mississippi. And then he's actually Lane Kiffin's first signing at FAU. Didn't get the play. Spoiler last. alert. So it, it'll be cool to see him play. Finally get a chance to, you know, prove what he's got. You don't go to Florida State and be expected to start as a freshman if you're some slouch. So right. I'm looking forward to the Kyler Murray versus DeAndre Johnson quarterback matchup in that game. Um, my second game, we've got a, a top 25 matchup in Miami versus LSU. LSU, they're a defensive school. Their offense, the past couple of years since Leonard Fournette left, has been so poor. Um, I, 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 I think Miami rolls them in this game. But Rogier, their quarterback, had an absolute meltdown at the end of the year last year, which killed their national championship hopes. And this, and now he's got a freshman coming in from behind him, and in Kosi Perry. Um, Six foot five, two hundred and ten pound mobile quarterback. So Rozier's got a fire lit underneath him. It'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. But I, I think Miami, too much talent on offense for LSU to keep up. But I still think it's a top twenty-five matchup. Big ACC school, big SEC school. So those yeah. are always fun to watch. Um, we got a top twenty-five ACC matchup in Virginia versus Florida State. Let's um, go. Florida State championship or bust year in, year out. 
And we know they had a down year last year when DeAndre Francois went down in week one. Um, yeah. That was yeah. a big loss for them. They were they were beating Alabama in that game. That was their game to lose. And then Francois goes down and Alabama crushed them. Now, yeah, Francois I mean, they made, made the most of the situation. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's what Alabama does. I mean, week in and week out. So, with Francois coming back, you've got your Heisman candidate, you know, running the offense again. Um, it's number 20 versus number 19. You know, they both still have some, some work to do to get into the playoffs. But it's early in the season. You know, if you're going to take a loss, you take it early in the season. Everybody in college knows right, that. Right. You don't want to take a loss in, you know, week 11. That's 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 no good. Um, what else do we have? Oh, personally, this is the one I'm looking forward to the most. I know what you're going to say. Michigan, go, ahead. go ahead. Michigan at Notre Dame. Let's go. Yes. Um, the yearly rivalry was discontinued. Uh, I think we get it once every four or five years now. Last time it was at the big house in Michigan. But this time we've got him in South Bend with touchdown Jesus looking over top. Uh, dude, Brian Kelly's got to do something with this team or he's gone. He's got too much talent this year. He it, This has to be the year they make the playoffs. Right. right. Brandon Wimbush is coming back at quarterback for Notre Dame. But they brought in the freshman from Pine Richland who I got to personally see play and got to watch single-handedly win the Pennsylvania State Championship in Phil Dracovic. Uh Finalist for Army Player of the Year, which for those of you who don't know, it's like the high school Heisman. He was the quarterback finalist. Uh, 48 touchdowns to four interceptions last year, his senior year in high school. The kid's unbelievable. I don't think we see him in this game unless Wimbush gets injured. Yeah. Remember the name. I think he'll be the starting quarterback by the end of the year. The kid's too good not to. Oh, he's a stud. And the final game as far as, um, you know, the most important game of the weekend, we've got a top 10 matchup in Auburn versus Washington. Auburn coming in at number Washington coming in at number six. Um, Two best defenses in the country. There's no doubt about it. These are the two best defenses in college football going up against each other week one, both of them with national championship aspirations on the mind. That is going to be an absolute slugfest. Um, I don't want to give any of my, you know, my picks away as far as spreads go or money lines. You have to tune in Thursday for that. Um, But just as a little tease, these are the five games I'm looking forward to. Those are the five reasons why. And I think we are in for one hell of a week one. Oh, it's going to be wild. And I already have – I think I know where you're leaning on that Washington game, and I think you and I are leaning in the same direction. But, again, we want everybody to come back on Friday uh, morning to, to, to get those. Um, so, yeah, for sure. I mean, those, that that's – it's just – Oh man, week one of football back. It's so exciting. And especially when you have such a good slate of games too. Um, you know, super exciting for sure. Um, real quick, I wanted to go over a couple, I want to do some housekeeping real quick. If that's, if you're cool with that. Yeah. 
that's good. Okay. Um, so we're still doing the Amazon gift card giveaway. Um, 20 reviews on iTunes. Uh, once we get 20, we'll, we'll be in contact with one of the reviewers. Uh, we'll give you a shout out on the show, shoot us an email. We'll get, we'll, we'll get it figured out how we can get it to you, whether you want it digital or you want the hard copy in the mail, we'll, we'll figure it out from there. Um, so, uh, you know, that's one of the things that we're doing. The other thing I wanted to do, um, is we haven't gone over our Patreon tier setup. So, yeah, I think that's something we should cover, especially with all, uh, with UFC college football and NFL all being in effect now. Right. Yeah. So since everything's getting ready to start, we sort of just had it sitting there laying in wait. Um, but I wanted to just review it real quick. So tier one members are going to get access to an entire UFC card and you'll get access to the entire UFC card for every card that happens for the month that you're a subscriber. So if there's, if it's like a November thing where there's four cards planned in November, you will get from the fight pass to the main event for all four events. That's tier one, tier two, you're going to get AP top 25 schools every game for college football. So you'll get all top 25 teams and their games, our picks for those, and UFC picks, which is, in my opinion, I challenge somebody out there to find somebody with our win percentage that's willing to give you that much for for so little. Um, and tier three, and this, you know, this is the one you and I went back and forth on, and I don't know, maybe we're a little crazy. We might have to peel back on this eventually at some point. I don't know. But tier three is going to get every NFL game, every top 25 NCAA football game, and every UFC card for tier three members. I I, I don't know a better deal. If you know one, let me know. What do you think? Yeah, uh, tier three, like you said, we've gone back and forth. Um, it's almost like we're giving away too much, but that's the beauty of it. Um, you know, happy people making people happy. That's right. That's what we have to do. We're all here, you know, to line our pockets and, you know, wet the beak. That's all. That's what it's all about. For sure. And, you know, part of the reason why we're doing this this way is that it's, there's just not enough time and we're, we don't want to be one of those people and that have an hour and a half long podcast or two hour long podcast. I want something that, you know, and we want something that you can listen to on your way to and from the job uh, while you're walking the dog, cutting the grass, whatever. So that way, you know, you get in, get out, get that information and go. And there's just not enough time to cover everything. It would be real cool to just cover everything. And just say, you know, X, Y, and Z, this is what we think you should do. But one, you don't get any analysis. And two, you don't get any context. And three, it's just an overload of information. So this way, we can focus on games that we are excited about. We can give you detailed breakdown in our research and what we found and what we think is going to happen and why we think it's going to happen. So that pours into that whole immersive experience thing that we talked about uh, and trying to get, make the wagering on the games more fun and make it more relatable for everybody. Uh, so to just sit here and say, all right, we're going to do, you know, uh, a full slate of football games, both pro and college. Oh yeah. And there's a UFC event this weekend. 
nobody wants to sit here for three hours and listen to a podcast and that goes over all of that stuff. So, you know, we take, we take snippets, little bite-sized digestible chunks, give those out here to the public, but the real meat and bones of what we're doing and what we're about is in those Patreon tiers. So we want to encourage everybody to navigate towards a Patreon page, which will be in the show description. Um, and maybe see, you know, if there's something there that, that, you know, really, uh, strikes a chord with you and you find interesting. Yeah. And make sure, you know, follow us on social media, um, get on the Instagram fistful of cash, Twitter fistful of cash. Um, we'll be letting out little snippets here and there, a little, you know, a couple free plays, uh, just to keep everybody, you know, up to date, um, make everybody a little bit of cash. Uh, so social media, definitely, you know, get on there, follow us, um, keep up to date on it. You never know when we're going to drop a little insight. Yeah. I mean, and that's exactly it too. You know, it's, if you weren't paying attention and granted the New Mexico state thing, let New Mexico state, let everybody in the country down, uh, on Saturday. But, you know, if you weren't following us on social media, you didn't see that we gave, gave a free pick away. Um, so again, just follow us. It's not that big of a deal. You know, you're following everybody anyway, just get on there. You know, same thing, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever, like subscribe, leave a review. I'm telling you right now, you know, we get these 20 up, we're sending out gift cards. You do another 20, we'll send out another one. I mean, it's just, it's, like I said, we'd be remiss if we weren't trying to pay it forward. People are good to us. We want to be good to people. So that's what we're after. We're trying to make everybody, uh, you know, we're all in this journey together. So let's, let's make the most of it for sure. Yeah. So I'm just, it's really starting. It's, it's going to get crazy in the sports world. We've got football this weekend, NFL next weekend. We've got NBA around the corner. We've got NHL around the corner. We've got UFC running year round. We've got special guests coming on with premier league picks. Um, you guys don't want to miss out on this. You know, there's, there's too much information. Like he said, to go over in, you know, a single podcast, um, you know, do yourself a favor, follow us, like subscribe and, uh, you know, stick with us through this journey. You know, we're, we're burning a trail through the books right now. Yeah. And, uh, that trails for you to follow. So, I mean, I'll tell you right now, you, you're looking at not this weekend coming up, but next weekend we've got NFL, we've got college, but we also have Woodley versus Till. Are you kidding me? Dude, it's going to be, oh my goodness. It's going to be wild. Um, you know, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm calling my shot right now on this Woodley versus Till thing. I'm going 70% on the whole card. I'm calling my shot. I'm just going to throw it out there. Yeah, I mean, it's so far. I mean, we were, you know, one fight off this time from going 76%. So I don't see why that's right. out of the court. Well, this one, uh, the Woodley versus Till one is a little, is going to be a little bit of a, a little bit more of a shakeup. There's a lot of, uh, a lot of could go, there's a lot of conflicting styles. Uh, so it's going to be a matter of who can impose will. So it's going to be fantastic. And then you know, like we got week one NFL, come on, this is going to be wild. So yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's running, we're short on time and we're running it long, but I just wanted to do some housekeeping and get that cleared up. We absolutely killed it this weekend. We're on pace and we're going to kill it this upcoming weekend. So, you know, tune back in on Friday. We'll break down those five games 
that uh that you you know gave us little teasers to and then uh you never know maybe we'll have a little something else geared up for friday as well some uh some other plays going into the weekend that we like um so between now and then uh you know everybody gear, get geared up get ready get on the book see what your lines are at and uh let, let's get ready for friday's show yeah you know it's always a pleasure um you could be listening to another podcast but you're listening to us and uh you know what we say around here clear eyes full fist can't lose can't lose all right guys take care <laughs>